Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now today is going to be quite a simple affair. It's going to be a tough workout, but the actual row itself is going to be quite simple. Four 10-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. Now you're going to be doing the 10-minute intervals at 24 strokes a minute, and your pace is going to be between 2K plus 12 and 2K plus 15. Now if you go for the 2K plus 12 option, this is going to be a tough row that will be the kind of row that will prep you for a half-hour time trial. If you go 2K plus 15, then it's just a good solid mid-level row okay so it's your choice how far or how hard you want to push this row from an effort level point of view that means that you're going to be round about a 6 out of 10 or if you go for the 2k plus 12 option you might be getting closer to the 8 out of 10 all right anyway enough wiffle waffle from me let's get into our four minute warm-up first off and then we'll do our main session so setting up the machine make sure and do your drag factor first if you don't know about drag factor i've got a video which explains what it is and where to set it put your monitor at eye height so you don't have to look up or don't have to look down and set your foot strap so that the lace covers the bot sorry the strap covers the, <laughs> the bottom lace in your shoe or if you're in socks like me they allow you to bend forward comfortably at the front there we go fluffed line number one <laughs> so four minute warm-up around about 18 strokes a minute just follow me and i'll guide you through okay here we go in three two one go okay so just ease yourself don't overdo this warm-up just kind of let all the bits just start to open up like you're breathing just get some kind of a rhythm. Get your body in the right position for each stroke as you get warmer and warmer. So maybe think about it bit by bit. Think about having a just a powerful back first, with an engaged core at the front and at the back. Then start thinking about your lean forward to one o'clock. And then once you've got that, start thinking about where you're finishing your lean back. So what I don't want you to do is end up like this. I just pop off the back of the screen there. <laughs> Hope not. But then from the front, I don't want you starting like that. So just think about your forward lean to your backward lean. Once you've got that sorted, just think about adding a little bit of pressure through your legs. Get to the front and drive. Remember this is all about the legs. It's not just about the big guns and the boulder shoulders. It's more about good set of quads on that drive okay so in seven seconds we're going to take one foot out the straps okay here we go one foot out on the floor continue rowing with the other leg now, this is a great way to make sure you get your body position right at the front and really hit that catch right in the front you don't have any leakage you're not over leaning at the front you're not butt scooting before the stroke all that kind of stuff one more here oh i think i just did my hamstring an injury that time change legs to the other side it also helps just going to open up your hips Give you a bit more flexibility if you're kind of feeling a bit tight should let you get into that shin vertical position which i'll mention in the main row one more stroke here put both feet in knees with a little bend and just rock the back and pull in with the arms so no legs here 
I just want you to rock from a forwards to a backwards and pull in with the arms. Try and keep that powerful back. Think about squeezing your shoulder blades together at the back. One more. We'll reverse it. Straight arms, just the legs. Don't worry about overdriving here, okay? If you just want to go like this, just tiny little quarter slides, that's fine. The point of this side is to feel that little catch of the catch at the front and also driving with that forward lean. So you don't have to worry about the full part of the stroke here. One more. And there we go. Let's hope the entire roll goes as quickly as those four minutes. Anyway, keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain quickly one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. All right then, so today we're going to be doing four 10-minute intervals with one-minute rest. If you want to set this into your monitor, please remember to set undefined rest instead of one minute. That way we'll always keep in sync. Now you're going to be doing each of these intervals at 24 strokes a minute, so stay with me for the stroke rate, and your pace is going to be between 2k plus 12 and 2k plus 15. It's your choice what one you pick. If you go for the plus 12, it's going to be top-end mid-workout, maybe getting into the top tier, um, and probably best suited if you're training for a half-hour or 60-minute time trial. If you go for the plus 15, then you're going to be more into just the solid mid-tier. Still going to be really hard work, and you'll feel it getting harder as you get towards the end, but it shouldn't break you okay I think that's pretty much it um, yeah so do you want to get into this with me let's do it got 40 minutes ahead of us and you know me I'm just gonna carry on talking to you for the 40 minutes anyway so why top load it here with me waffling away at you eh? right have a quick drink I'll give you a couple seconds just to shake yourself down swallow get yourself strapped in you good okay so I'll count you down in three two one go At 24, I've said before, is my favourite stroke rate. I'm still not entirely sure whether that's just because it's one stroke every two and a half seconds and it makes it really easy to count down. But rhythm-wise, I just love 24. If I could do all my rowing at 24, I would. But hey... I think it'd get a bit dull after a while. So I'll give you a minute just to settle yourself into this. Hopefully you'll have picked what your stroke pace is going to be. Stroke rate is 24, remember. Almost fluffed my line. But hopefully before you started, you'll have decided whether you're wanting to go for the harder plus 12 option or the easier plus 15 I mean going by most of the stroke power index calculation at 24 stroke rate you would want to row it 2k plus 12 as being we're doing this for 40 minutes it takes on a different calculation the 2k plus 12 is more geared towards time trials preparing yourself to go fast for like a 2k 5 half hour whatever Whereas over 40 minutes plus 15 is geared more towards just a general training, strength, fitness point of view. So, quick word about technique. Regardless of 
the pace you're going at, I want you to try and hold your 24 strokes without messing up your stroke. So this may be faster than you're used to from a stroke rate. It's likely to be slower than you're used to. I know a lot of people out there tend to have like 28 is their standard stroke rate. So 24 actually feels like a low rate <laughs> stroke rate. So whatever way you're approaching this, just try and maintain fluidity in order to hit the rate. This is a still a stroke rate that is best served with a powerful drive and then a longer recovery. So really when you start getting up to 28 and higher, you get closer to a one-to-one -one ratio of drive and recover. So you may have your own way of doing it, but I do recommend trying to follow me to the rhythm. Drive, finish, to go drive, finish, release, recover. Let's try that again. Drive, finish, release, recover. Drive, finish, release, recover. Right, I'm not gonna do that too often. I'll end up unable to breathe and flapping around on the floor. Right, so we're halfway there. Let's just cover couple of technique aspects and then build on them in the next interval. I mentioned the body lean and the body angle in the warm-up. So let's just talk about that again so you know what I'm on about and why I'm saying it. Basically, when you get to the front of the stroke here, known as the catch here, you want to be leaning forwards as though on a clock face, you're pointing to one o'clock. Now that helps the power get through your posterior chain, through your arms, which we'll talk about in the next interval. And then into the handle and the flywheel. So this forward lean really does help as opposed to if you started off already leaning backwards at which point you suddenly take it all in your lower back and your shoulders. So from a forward lean, it's just about power transfer. So make sure and have that one o'clock. And if you can, maintain it as long as possible. So I go drive, so drive, don't even know how long I'm holding it for, but hopefully it's long enough that you can see I'm trying to hold it. Then 
as you get towards your legs almost finishing the drive you're going to swing your back rocking through the hips into the opposite lean so if you're leaning in to 1 o'clock that means you lean back only to 11 o'clock so what I don't want is 10 o'clock I know a lot of people do that I'm not going to say they're wrong but I'm trying to get across what's considered as the safest most energy efficient stroke so swing your back to the 11 o'clock and then by the time you get the handle away you want to have your body leaning forwards again so that the entire slide back up the rail is already in that forward lean and that's all about efficiency using the fewest muscles possible to recover and also about a fluid motion if you can just think about rock back forwards rock back forwards there's a nice rhythm to it you hear me talking about rhythm a lot okay so in four three two one you get a wee rest so just a minute so maybe wiggle your butt in the seat have a drink continue to slide oh hang on my wee seat pad's gone amiss gone awry there we go I have a very delicate butt I don't really it's like the princess in the pee though I could feel it slightly off I'm like this doesn't feel right at all I need to fix this I can't, can't, can't possibly continue like this now as, the, as Sarah from You Can Row 2 says pick your butt off the seat reseat yourself get ready for the next interval okay starting in 10 seconds same thing again probably quite similar chat as well to be honest but in 5 4 3 2 1 interval 2 it'd be funny if I just replayed the last interval at this stage I could go back inside have a wee hot chocolate or something just pretend right, so try and get into your rhythm and back up to your pace that you were at the last time round as soon as possible if you're one of the people doing this based purely on a effort point of view then even if it feels harder as we go through the four intervals I want you to stay at the same pace so if you picked 204 for your first interval I want you to pick 204 for this one and the next two as well it's not about keeping it at 6 out of 10 effort the whole way through and going slower it's about holding pace if you're a heart rate based training maybe you'd go slower but not the way I do it I don't train based around heart rate not that there's nothing 
valid about heart rate training. I think if I trained around heart rate zones, I'd probably probably be singing from a different songbook, but something I've never done. Partly because I can turn up to any gym anywhere and train based on 2k pace with the only thing I need is the knowledge of what my 2k time is whereas if I was doing heart rate based training and I forgot my heart rate monitor I'd be a bit lost in that session for how I was doing it's the same reason I don't wear shoes yeah part of it is I feel I get a better connection with the foot plate but I've got to say more than half of it is because I don't want to be tied into having to take my special pair of shoes around with me means I don't have to pack anything other than shorts and a t-shirt and a towel for the gym I could turn up in a pair of cowboy boots and it's not going to affect my rowing because I row in socks although I would like to try rowing in a pair of cowboy boots by the way I'm assuming while I'm going through all this stuff that you're being a good student and thinking about your back leaning from 1 to 11 if not I want you to write out 20 times I must not be entertained by the funny Scotsman <laughs> you can change funny to whatever word you want Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, shoes. The other thing is it means I can pack lightly when I'm travelling to competitions and things. I don't have to worry about taking a pair of bulky Adidas Powerlists or even a pair of Converse with me. I just have to worry about wearing clean socks. I always go barefoot, but I'll save you from my feet. Alright, halfway through again. Let's start talking about a little bit higher up the body this time as we go through second set of technique tips. Should already have noticed a change if you're thinking about your back. So maybe maybe that you're going slightly slower because you're used to not doing that, but persevere with it. It's just because you're doing something you're not used to. So as far as your arms are concerned, let's take it once again from the front catch position. Starting at the very tip with your fingers. I want you to hold on to the handle lightly with the fingers just hooked over the handle. Your thumbs underneath, lightly touching your index fingers, but, and importantly, but, not choking the life out of the handle you're not. You're not about to go to war 
It's a nice hook with the fingers, which has the benefit of a tiny bit more reach, but also lets the air circulate around your fingers and your palms. So once you've got your relaxed fingers, continue that with relaxed shoulders and arms. But importantly, I want straight arms. Okay? No bend to the elbows. If anything, I want you to rotate. Do it again. Rotate your elbows slightly downwards to the floor. You should, as you do that, feel your lats here engage, which is the muscle you want when pulling the handle in. You don't want to do it just from the shoulders or the biceps. Then with your straight arms, nice and relaxed, keep them straight until your leg drive is finished and your body rock is almost finished. Then pull in your arms, squeeze your shoulder blades together. Send your elbows through and that's the finish. Nice powerful finish. As much as I say this isn't a pulling motion, it is at the end. So it's push and pull. Push there, pull here. So push, swing, pull. Push, swing, pull. Okay? I've got a minute to go through the recovery. So the pace you brought the handle into your chest at, release it from your chest. So in, out, and get it straight again. Rotate those elbows. Straight, rotate. Straight, rotate. Straight, rotate. Get them over the knees before your knees bend. And then you'll find with your body rock and your straight rotate, you're in the perfect position at the front of the next stroke to, well, take the next stroke. Straight, rotate. Out, straight, rotate. In, out, straight, rotate. <laughs> okay, three, two, last stroke, one. I made it just in time. Quick drink, just flush yourself off a bit. Just reseat your butt. I mentioned during the last interval, but do hunt out. You can row to letter U, number two. I want to say Sarah Fullman, but every single time I bring her name up, over and over again, I talk about her tips. And over and over again, I don't remember her name. I've even got in touch with her and said, do you mind if I talk about you on my videos? She's like, yeah, go for it. Can at least have the decency to mention her actual name. Right, 10 seconds to go, we're into interval three. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So interval three, and as I spend the next few minutes just talking nonsense to you, I want you to concentrate on your back rock from 1 to 11 to 1. But I also want you to alternate your concentration from the back rock to the arms, okay? So, straight arms, and then fit only, only 
as your leg and back rock are finished do you pull in I don't want to see you grabbing from the front with the shoulders, okay? This isn't what you do. Maybe fun. Like this. That's not how you roll. You do it with straight arms. I'll explain why in interval four. It's a cliffhanger for you. You're going to be very disappointed. I'm actually going to make a separate video as to why as well. So yeah, concentrate on them. Well, let's just talk away at you for the next three minutes. I hope you're keeping up okay with your pace and the stroke rate I've gone for the 2k plus 15 option mostly just so I can speak to you and not have to worry about doing a 2 second buffer or anything I can just row keep my eye on the first force curve on the monitor which is showing clearly that I have a massive power leak at the start of my stroke which is usually because I'm not doing the not holding that forward lean and I don't think I'm quite snapping in to the catch at the front of the stroke which is what my interval 3 technique tip will cover now you may if you're eagle eyed and used to my videos have spotted that I'm rowing at a much lower drag factor than normal the lever Usually, I have it sit and run about six on this machine, which gives me a drag factor of about 145. I reduced it recently to, well, where is it? Kind of between three and four, which has given me a drag factor of 110. This is all because of my mystery shoulder issue. I'm hoping that reducing the weight of the flywheel and not fighting against it, but using leg power instead will take whatever pressure it is that's preventing my shoulder from healing and well, let it heal I've taken long rest periods over the past three years and they haven't helped so I'm going down the active recovery hoping that building muscle around it will help who knows? Once lockdown is over and I can see a real life physio, I think it's time I went to see a real life physio. Okay. So hopefully you were doing what I said and concentrating on your back and your straight arms and your finish. Remember and rotate those elbows down just a little bit. So, with upper body disgust, 
Let's talk about the legs. And again, we'll start at the catch at the front. For what position they're meant to be in, which is shins vertical. Okay, try and keep those shins at vertical. And hopefully, without having to flare your knees out to do so, try and keep them tucked inside. If you think that your two arms create a cage, try and keep your knees inside that cage, even when at the front, trying to get them to vertical. Also, try and get to vertical without needing to lift your heels too far off the footplate. Why? Because the further your heels get off the footplate, the later it is that your heels come back down to it again. I'm a genius. <laughs> anyway, so shins at vertical, not past vertical, because then well, the same thing happens. The longer it takes to get your leg drive sorted on the footplate, and then in interval four, I'll give you a tip. for what to do if you can't get to vertical. I can't remember what the other tip was, as opposed to giving you. <laughs> oh yeah, why you have straight arms. So anyway, your shins are vertical, and then as you start the leg drive, plant those heels right down into the foot plate. And think about pushing the machine away from you with your legs. Remember I said, it's a pushing, it's a pushing motion. <laughs> so you push with your legs and then pull with your arms. And then just stay connected and press with your legs through the whole stroke until they're straight. Don't lock the knees though, just straight. And then, once the hands are over the knees, bend your knees and you will, in conjunction with your forward lean, effortlessly slide to the front of the machine again, ready to get your shins back to vertical and ready for the next stroke. It's magic. The only thing really I'd add is that your legs really are the ones that control your stroke rate. How hard do you drive with your legs kind of decides the speed of your drive. So if you have a very lazy leg drive that will affect your rhythm, whereas a good powerful drive is what you want. Two, last stroke, one. There we go. Three down, one to go. Again, my heart rate's slightly higher than it should because it's, because um, I'm talking away to you mostly. Because it works my cardio system harder, but comfortably in a mid training zone. So hopefully you are too. Oh, make sure and drink if you haven't. 
One more to go. What do I have to talk about? Something about legs, oh yeah. And then something about straight arms. So, 10 seconds to go. Last one in five, four, three, two, one. Interval four. So if you can, same as before, shift your attention from your back, swinging from one to 11, then your arms going from straight, and so straight, rotate, straight, finish, straight, rotate. Oops, hang on, sorry. Too busy showing off to you. Should be two more strokes and we'll be back in time again. There we go, sorry about that. Slowed right down and had to go back up to 26, 27 then to get pace right. Hopefully you either ignored me that time round or you followed me and we're back in this together. You and me together, forever. So yeah, so, concentrate on your backswing, on your arms, on your arm recovery, and then concentrate on your leg drive. I mean, rowing stroke is something that you have to work at. It's also something that when bad habits develop, it's really hard to get them out of your system. For instance, I keep on talking about the power leak I have. I've got this butt scoot before my drive starts that I just can't get rid of. I'm losing about six inches on every drive. I just don't know what's causing it. Anyway. So, tip number one, or at least explanation number one. And this is the one I'm gonna make a video about, why you row, or why you drive the straight arms. I've said it before, so apologies if this is a repeat, but imagine standing with your arms straight by your side, fists closed, and then somebody comes up and holds on to both of your fists from underneath and tries to pick you up. If you have straight arms, like this, it should be relatively easy for that person to pick you up. However, do it again, but this time, put a bend in your elbows. So stand up tall, put a bend in your elbows, fists closed, and now ask that person to lift you up. They either won't be able to do it, or it'll take a massive amount of effort to do it because their muscles, shoulders, elbows, everything is soaking up the energy that you're putting into them in order to try and lift them. So on a rowing stroke, bent elbows are soaking up power as you fight with a flywheel. Whereas straight arms let the power flow through your body and into the handle without any leakage and after all 
when we're rowing, we want all the power to go into the flywheel and not soaked up by your muscles. Quickly talking about power. One thing I haven't mentioned is not stopping yourself with the foot straps. So when you get to the end of the leg drive, try not to yank on the foot strap to stop yourself. Try and get your entire leg drive done before your backswing and your arms pull in. And that way, you won't have to stop yourself with the foot strap. And then, by getting those hands away and the body rock, you will slide up the rail without having to yank on the foot strap to pull yourself forward. I do a lot of rows on this channel with my feet out of the straps just to prove that to you. The straps are there, well for me, once I get above about 28 strokes a minute, I kind of need them as a safety net. Anyway, so next tip is about trying to get your legs to vertical at the front, your shins. My tip is to get a post-it note and when you're finished with rowing, in fact I'll show you afterwards, but not during a session, but in between, try and set a mirror or something next to the machine and roll forwards until your shins are at vertical. And then at that position, place the post-it note in front of the wheels on the seat. So that marks how far you would need to go in order to get your shins vertical. And then all you have to do is get on the row machine, row some strokes and try and get the feel for how far you have to roll forwards until you feel a tiny click as the wheel hits the post-it note. You'll just feel it click, click. Not enough to stop you, just enough to give you the sensation that you've gone far enough. And if after about 20 strokes you haven't felt that click, get another post-it note and put it like an inch further back so you don't have to roll quite as far to feel that click. Take a few strokes. Hopefully this time you'll feel it. So then roll for a while. Then maybe move it a little bit closer to your vertical shin point, but not all the way. And then roll a few strokes or an entire session hunting for that click and then every time you get on just move it a little bit further forwards feeling that sensation about how far you have to roll forwards until you feel that click now eventually enough time your flexibility will improve and you'll get to vertical and importantly you'll have the brain sensation of what it feels like. What I don't recommend, and I'm sorry to say some people do, but hey, I don't, is tying a exercise band or something thick around the rail which stops you. So you'd get to a certain point and then thunk, <laughs> it would stop you mid-slide. That does nothing to teach you the sensation. All it is is a, like a dumb waiter that just goes, yeah, you've gone far enough. 
but your brain hasn't done anything to feel what it feels like. So if you take the band off, you've got no idea. My way, if you took it off, you'll have learned how far to go. And actually, you don't even need to take it off. Two strokes. <sighs> Leaving the post-it note on the rail, it's gonna be so unobtrusive that you can just leave it there until you know you're hitting that point. Anyway, let's quickly bump into a two minute cool down. You ready? In three, two, one, go. Right, so hopefully you paced that one well. And if it was your training for a 30 minute or 60 minute or even a 6K time trial, and you were pushing it, hopefully you really felt it, especially 24. 24 is a tough rate to be pushing it at if you're trying to go fast. So, well done if you did it. Or if, like me, you're just taking it as a good, sweaty, solid mid-workout, which is something was for me, I was bang in the middle of a mid-workout, then hopefully whatever you have tomorrow is the perfect buddy to this one. Whether you're going hard tomorrow or if it's gonna be another bottom session, who knows, it's your choice. Or the plan's choice, or someone's choice. But anyway, certainly a good workout. I'm not gonna say my shoulder didn't feel it, but hey, it's always the morning that can tell. Still not happy with my own stroke. Hopefully you were thinking about yours while we were going through that. I know I talk about technique a lot, but seriously, it is the one thing that will make you get faster, will stop you getting injured. And, like, ironically, my shoulder injury was from running, doing sprints. I think I did that and tore wherever muscle up here is, so don't cry for me. <laughs> Listen, the longer I'm injured, the more, the longer I'll be making these kind of videos. But actually, I've not been making it. Oh, whatever. So, I'm going to stop in 10 seconds, but I want you to continue your cool down until I'm done. And then, when you're finished with your cool down, please click like or comment or subscribe or whatever. Send me a wee message. Say you enjoyed the row, say you didn't enjoy the row. Um, just I like to hear from you. I like to know you're out there. Thanks for rolling along with me today. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you um, in the next video. Stay safe. Oh, look at this, it's a quick end. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.